So I knew for me, I have a lot of opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to push the envelope, to watch what my market is doing in Christian hip hop and to watch what second market is doing and keep in touch and continue to push it, push boundaries. Because there's a lot of people who want my position who want to take my place and that's cool, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Let's make the kingdom of God stronger. But for me as a director, I want to continue to push myself. You are listening to Testimony, a Musician Story, featuring music video director Will Thomas. Who you know shining in these streets like a light man? Who you know stay the same sun, stay the sun day? Who you know taking over tracks like a runway? Who you know beat the odds even when they say can't? Who do you know? Who you know? Who you know? Who do you know? Yo, have you seen that Derek Minor who you know? Or his You Know It video? Or Cannon's Eagles? Travis Green's Intentional? The Truth and KB's Why So Serious? Or Social Club Misfits' Courage? If you've seen any of those music videos, then you are watching them from the perspective of director, editor, and cinematographer Will Thomas. Wilbert Thomas was born on December 15, 1981, in Smithtown, New York, but raised in Jacksonville, Florida. He has two younger sisters and was raised in a two-parent Christian household that struggled financially. Had welfare issues, you know, on welfare, had many nights of grits, candlelight dinners. You know, not so romantic time because the lights got turned off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that sounds so romantic. No, no, we didn't have any power. So, <laughs> so we had, that's kind of where I grew up in that kind of situation. So I knew when I got older, I said, man, I do not want to go through this. You know, and I remember one Christmas, we didn't get any presents. The only presents that we got for Christmas was a Bible. That was it. A Bible under a Christmas tree. So... Obviously, um, that was very significant to me because getting a Bible, I said, well, if this is the gift we got, then I'm going to start reading it. And this was about when I was nine years old. Then eventually, um, went to church one day, they did an altar call, went up, gave my life to the Lord. I felt the Holy Spirit moving in my heart. I knew this was something I wanted to do. Because I was um, at nine years old, I was just, I was in a situation where it was just like, well, it can't get any worse than this. What do I have to lose to go with God? This Jesus. My parents used to tell me, you know, um, respect your elders. The elders are smarter. But I had a lot of uncles that were stupid. And when I mean by uncles that were stupid, I saw them drinking, grabbing girls' butts. You know what I'm saying? In and out of jail. So I'm thinking to myself, how does this make, this doesn't make sense. Jail is bad. Why do they keep doing this? Why should I listen to these people? Why should I, you know what I mean, give these people respect? And I don't think they're making the right decisions. They're telling me to do this. You need not to curse. You don't need to do this. But then, yeah, they're cursing. Yeah, they're doing the exact same thing they told me not to do. And I've seen the results of then going to jail and getting locked up. So when I was in church, um, one of the things that the um, speaker, the pastor said in children's ministry was that uh, with Jesus, he can give you a better life and he can change your situation. Just trust him. And when he sat there and said that, that's when they decision, okay, I really got nothing to lose. I'm, in the bad, I'm already in a bad place. It can't get any worse. Let me try this Jesus out. I stayed the course. I never had that moment of backsliding. And the reason why I never had that moment of backsliding because I had a chance to experience God. I got a chance to really see that he's real. And what I mean by that is 
when I had the experience with God, my first experience with God was I used to go out at night. This was when I was, this was about when I was 13 years old. So I'm a father having kidney failure. I sit long walk with God and just walk. I used to leave my house at one o'clock in the morning, sneak out, and just take long walks with God and just start speaking my heart and just telling him how I felt about things and what was going on. And I hear him talk back. I hear, I hear, I'll be hearing, this is somebody talking to me right now. And they'll just be quoting scriptures. And then I started reading the scriptures. I said, oh my God, that was God talking. This is right here in the Bible. And after having so many of those experiences, I just thought, Did God is real. I just said, God is real. This, it has to be real. And because I had those experiences, I wasn't just blindly doing it because the church told me to do Because I had an encounter with God, I continued to stick to the faith. It hasn't been easy. I would say it's a walk in the park. But like everybody else, we all go through the temptation. But whenever, you know what I mean, the temptation with the dip or the jump ship, I just remember what he did for me in the past. I just remember my own testimony. You know, and that's kind of how I stuck to the word. I was looking for the love of my life. Investigating all this hatred, thinking something ain't right. Often tired of being patient, rather make it on sight. Though revenge is in my blood, it's no longer my type. I just leave it up to Jesus, honest about my weakness. The cops pull up, they searching for the stuff we stuff in speakers. But the stuff I was stuffed just ends up getting tucked in my breathing. Cause nowadays they light you up for the conduct in which you're speaking. So it's no doubt I got a reason to cock and clutch what I believe in. You disbelieve. But as for me in the Bible, it's cuffing season. That living word I heard is applicable to my issues. So when the block pop their pistols, I echo living the pistols. That kind of drama, I'm a survivor of it, it made me stronger. Took me higher than the flyers, be busting off marijuana. Maury told the streets for me, homie, you are not the father. Came for me for his glory, took me right back to your honor. Abba, I am a product of my environment. But I got up from that pool of blood that I was At the age of nine, Will gave his life to Christ. When he was 13, his father had kidney failure and ended up on dialysis. Will dealt with anger and feelings of abandonment, but drew closer to God and allowed him to father him. His mom was a playwright and would make him act in her plays. And over time, Will developed a love for storytelling. In high school, he started looking at cameras and realizing that a hobby in cinematography was expensive, he set that dream aside and picked up a new hobby, rapping. Will started rapping his Juice 2020 but had a major predicament. He needed beats. I started rapping in high school. Um, my friend would make jazzy beats. I didn't want that one in the hood. I wanted trap beats. He wasn't, not trap, he was a New York style beat for the sampling, but he just wouldn't do it. I have no idea to this day why he just wouldn't make beats. He was really dope. So I said, well, bump it. I'm going to start making beats myself. So I started making beats for my own self. And I started listening to Kanye, to Just Blaze, to Manny Fresh, as I mentioned earlier. And as I was listening to those kind of productions, I started imitating that. So then I started sampling. I started, you know what I mean, flipping it. And I was using Fruity Loops. FL Studio 3 is where I started with. And we start, I started making beats. And before I knew it, I started getting really good. So then I went up. Um, then I started posting my beats up online. started making beats and recording people locally in Jacksonville. But I started praying because I felt like, Lord, I'm not making, if I want to do this for a career, I'm not making enough money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? I started praying, and then God spoke. He said, man, go on the internet. Because at this time, I was, I was scared to post my beast up online. Because I had this mentality, if I post my beast up online, somebody's going to steal it. Right, so I wouldn't start posting beasts. It's okay. Now, then, what do I do? And he said, go to every rapper that you like in the Christian market and 
tell them how much you like their music, and then at the very end of your email, just mention that you make beats. But make sure you have your dopest beats on your um, MySpace page. Well, MySpace. <laughs> so I did that. So I went to hit up Jay Johnson. I hit up somebody from Cross Movement. You know, whoever had MySpace page, I found them, and I hit up Arsler. So I hit up um, those several artists, uh, told them a little message I like the music. And I was being genuine, you know what I mean, about liking the music. And then I'll sit there and say, man, you know, Swift, I really like your music. And I just start quoting some of the rap lyrics that he did and start talking about how I first heard him on mp3.com. You know what I mean? How I saw that video, Street Sweepers. And um, he hit me back. And this is when he got signed to Cross Moon. He goes, dude, your beats are dope. I want this beat for my album. You know, and so we talked on the phone. I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my God. You know, you know, I was like, oh, my God, Swift just called me. Oh, my God. You know, but on the phone, on, on the phone, I'm asking real cool. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. It's, I, it's pretty dope work. You know, I feel you, bro. All right, man. Appreciate talking to you, Swift, bro. All right, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. That's how I got my first placement. Um, American Soil was the record I produced for him um, on the album American Soil. And then that's how I got introduced. And then he started telling everybody about me. So then after that, then I, I started working with um, Reach Records. I did some production with Show Braca, Mark J, and a plethora of a lot of, produce, uh, a lot of artists. While this is all going on, with me doing production, God started opening doors up for me as a producer and started getting known Christian hip-hop, started making beats. Now I'm in college. Got the opportunity to produce for these artists. So then my urge and my desire for filmmaking started coming back. So I had a friend of mine named John Zavoni, and he had a really bad Sony Handycam. It was really a garbage camera. <laughs> but he said, yo, I was like, man, that's a real video camera. I never seen it. I never held one before. So I saw it, and I was like, oh, man, can I borrow this and just shoot some stuff? He goes, yeah, man, take it, borrow it. Do what you need to do. So I started shooting with it, and I just fell in love with it all over again. I just fell in love with the audio. And then... All the stuff that I remember as a kid wanting to do this, but not having the finances to be able to buy a camera, you know what I mean, or be able to do it, it all started, those emotions started coming back. And I was like, man, I really, I have more fun doing this than I do ever making beats. Because beats was something I was good at doing, but I didn't love it. So I started getting a little bit, some recognition now for beat making. And I was and I started falling back in love with biography, started shooting a little dumb projects here and there and having a good time. So then after that, well, I said, okay, there's no way I can be a great producer and a biographer. I got to make a choice here. I prayed about it, and I felt like God was telling me, whatever decision you make is going to be good. You're in a win-win situation. This is what you want to do. Perfect. I want to do biography. And as of today, I want to quit doing beats. So I stopped doing beats. And literally, at the time when I started doing beats, you don't know this, I started getting hit up by Lecrae. You know what I mean? I, I still got some emails. I got hit for Lecrae for some production. For Show Brock, when I did beats for him, Show Brock was putting my name out to people that reach. So I opportunity to do Tadashi, I turned down. Opportunity to do Lecrae, I turned down. Opportunity to do Triple E's, I turned down. And this is after they were already kind of established. You know what I'm saying? So I went and took that step because I said, I have to commit to this. And if I felt like, if I took those jobs, because I knew once I got a paycheck, I'm doing production for Lecrae, Tripoli, especially in even Tadashi. I mean, if I see a check for those guys, I'm not going to stop making beats. So, they say the youth is crazy, uh, we better pray for them. Yeah. They just walk the path uh, that we laid for them. So let me just talk about it for a minute. You with me? 
Okay. In 99, shots rang out in Columbine. Moved to 2005, 10 shots for Red Lake High. And in 07, success tech in Cleveland. The more than 34 high school shootings between them. And everybody want a reason to the madness. But what we sowed in the past is what we're reaping. I know it's hard to grasp or even fathom that. So let's travel back to where it started at. When atheists got delusional, the hate for God fueled them to push the view that prayer in schools are unconstitutional. Evil had them full, Supreme Court ruled in their favor, so Bibles and prayer were taken out of schools. We basically told God to leave and let us be, at least in our schools we don't need the discrepancy. In other words, we told him to back off, but only if we knew what we asked for. Now fast forward, back towards this day and age, mad students are filled with dismay and rage. Run up on campus and spray it with AKs Now all of a sudden we wanna stop and pray And it's a shame if this is what it takes Other than tragedy, God doesn't have a place But we forsaken regardless And see less of God's grace for the sake of being godless Yeah, you know it's easy The first time I went out and brought the Canon HD30 For people who know what that is It was one of the first HD cameras that you can buy that looked really good so there's a local artist who I met from production named Tiwan in Jacksonville, Florida. So he heard, you know, and I started, I'm dissing beats for him. So he heard about I was starting to shoot video. So his label hits me up and said, yo, you want to shoot a video for our artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I shot a video for him. Yo, he hit me up again for a third video called Best Friend. So that video, you know what I mean? It was the video prior to the Best Friend that I worked with him was a very bad experience for both sides. So when it hit me up for another video, I didn't really want to do it. But God said, you need to do this video. I said, Lord, I don't want to do it. I don't want to work with them. God said, well, I need you to do it. Uncle, this is what I'm telling you to do. Do it. Trust me. Believe me. All right, Lord, I'll do it. So I did the video, Best Friend. We shot the video in the fall, I want to say, of 2009. So then I get a phone call from them in January. And when I got the phone call, they sat there and said, make sure you watch BET 1 and 6 in Park tomorrow. The video that you shot is going to be played and aired. I don't fell out of my chest. What? You know what I mean? This is like my fourth, my third or fourth video I've ever shot in my life. You know what I'm saying? Music video. And I'm already getting played on BET 106 and Park. It was one of the videos that was put up for, uh, to be voted on to stay on. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it because I canceled my BET because I couldn't afford to pay the bill. My cable. <laughs> it was played once. But Fizzle, you know, happened to be watching the broadcast at that. And he watched it and he saw the video. He saw my name on it. And then he said, he gave me a call. And then that's how I linked up with Fizzle. And we did, I hate you crack with Eshawn. I actually directed that video. I played more of a producer role. Then it just, the business just poured in. Cause we started, I started wanting to be innovative. I started doing things that were different. We did it. You know what I mean? We just started pushing the envelope with storytelling. It was more of a word of mouth type of situation. We did a video for um, Raymond Saul called Fly Away, which made a lot of noise. So people started getting genuinely started recognizing um, my business name, Space Cherry Films at the time. Because what I did was I just kind of studied the market and I realized a lot of videographers weren't putting out their names on videos. I never forget when I saw Jesus music for the first time with Lecrae and Trip Lee. I saw the video, but I had no idea who directed it. And I thought to myself, what if I was a rapper and I saw this video and I don't have Lecrae's number? How would I get in contact with this guy? So then that's when the idea come into before every video starts, throw this nice five to ten second logo on it. Now everybody does it. But back when I started doing it, 
it wasn't very common. I saw seven people doing it. But when I started doing it, I really started pushing my brand of Space Cherry Films. And then that's kind of how, you know, he still recognized my name for a video that he saw that I did. Because um, another video that I did that grew, grew a lot of steam was Brinson's um, Don't Rap No More. And that was another video I did that got a lot of steam in the Christian market. So with those, doing those kinds of moves and just being guided by God, I mean, I'm really downplaying God, but real talk. With the T1 Best Friend video, um, we, was a, we rented a camera, but it didn't come to us until 30 minutes before the video shoot started. So we're shooting a video. I never used this camera a day in my life. I don't know how to use it. Never used a DSLR ever. So I didn't know how to focus. Didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're on the iPhone 1s trying to figure out how to do this, how to use this camera. And you know, through the grace of God, we figured it out enough to get it done. And it just came out great. And ever since that moment, my goals have been just to continue to grow, to continue to get better. But then foremost, push the gospel forward and make that a priority. You can give strength to a coward and you can give us cars and you can give us houses. You can give us pleasure, make it rain by the thousands and even by the millions. You can give us islands, put us on a tour, selling multi-platinum albums, but your reign is short. Don't enjoy your hour, cause you were just a flower and God he holds the power. And what you do not tell us in this dream that you sell us is that we store and wrath gets the God that is jealous And if we don't repent Turn from you and serve the Lord For every ground we sell We gon' be judged by the Lord That's why we y'all should hate me And I can never get it back Lord knows I hate the day I ever sold crack Cocaine, I hate you Lord knows I hate you These rappers talk about the money They talk about the fame But they don't talk about the pain That comes with selling cane Crack, I hate you Want to support Testimony and Musician Story? Here's how. We created a Patreon account that allows you to financially support us while receiving perks. One perk is our exclusive cuts, I have one to two hour long conversations with artists and cut it down to 15 minutes. So there is a lot of great content that I simply cannot fit into one episode. Our Patreon supporters will get those exclusives, plus conversations with myself and partner and engineer Gary. Visit TestimonyStories.com to find the Patreon link and support our ministry. Hey, this is director Will Thomas, and you're listening to Testimony, A Musician Story. Mama, mama, uh, mama, I remember them times when daddy was on the grind Not for the money, but daddy's infatuated with time And you wanted him out, but wanted him to stay Especially when we seen him out playing like a player plays I would call him daddy, his friends call him Dickie But Iceman is what they used to call him in the city Cause his game was so cold, he would lead a girl's chili at five years old I just thought he was a lily living coward, oh man Mama, here's a flower, cause I'ma be the man At least I thought that I was fast forward on the hourglass Dealing with a shadow And not being the way my daddy was It's a battle Cause being as far from the tree Is where I'm planning to travel They say the apple don't fall far But I had to Disprove statistics Now I got a mistress The princess is so fly I'm living limitless And 
can pick and choose the work I want to do. And I think what it is is just longevity and consistency. A lot of videographers, they got their lane that they play and they just stick to it. You know what I mean? I'm looking at companies like Apple, Microsoft. If they don't innovate, somebody else will, and they'll lose business. So for me, I'm constantly looking to innovate. I'm constantly looking to challenge myself, to challenge the audience that's watching the videos, to take the artists out of their comfort zone and do something unique. Because every artist, every label that stayed the same is gone. I never thought Cross Movement would be gone. They're gone. You know what I'm saying? Great cheap record. I used to listen to them as a kid. Gone. You know what I'm saying? These are the staples. I remember when King Jones was on top. He was that dude. He ain't on top no more. It's just the nature of this business. You know what I'm saying? So I knew for me, since I'm behind the camera, not in front of it, I have a lot of opportunities to continue to grow, to continue to push the envelope, to watch what my market is doing, encouraging hip and to watch what second market is doing, and keep in touch and continue to push it, push boundaries. Because there's a lot of people who want my position, who want to uh, take my place, and that's cool. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? Let's make the kingdom of God stronger. You know what I'm saying? But for me, as a director, I want to continue to push myself. And make it, if somebody's going to take my place, make it hard for me. Make it where they're doing great quality work. I did it stupid. Um, I just started doing it full time before I should have. <laughs> to be honest with you, I took a step of faith. I do not recommend people to do that. So I went through a lot of harsh times in the first couple of years. But I've been doing it for eight years. I'll sit and say the last five years has been very good income. Very steady. And I've been able to do a lot of work. And, and I, like, I'm in a place of being able to pick and choose the opportunities that I did, which is, a, which is a blessing. Will truly has a heart for advancing the kingdom and putting forth excellent quality work. He can pick and choose who to work with, but he prefers to work with indie artists whose hearts have yet been jaded by the business aspect of the industry and have a focus for ministry. But these are usually artists that are broke. But that doesn't stop Will from working with them. The work he has done with major networks and labels allow him to offset some of the costs of working with indie artists. Yeah, I've done a lot of outsource work. A lot of people don't know. I do a lot of, because uh, Christian hip-hop alone is not enough to sustain. You know what I mean? There's just not enough artists out there. Even the ones that are top billing, I mean, some of the bigger artists, you're looking at about seven to $8,000. Mid-level, four to $5,000 a video. And then everybody else falls into any, any category. And then some of these artists that are established, they're broke just being transparent. They don't got any money. And that's because it's just the way it is. So what I have to do is I do ESPN. You know what I mean? I went and did some stuff with um, ESPN First K, shot some promo stuff, work for them. Um, I've also did stuff with the NFL, did some charity work with them. Oh, when it comes to the labels, the E1's Capital, that's been through artists. Um, like, for example, on Capital, I shot um, Social Clubs because they're signed with Capital. So I dealt with them for their video. Um, when I did Travis Green's video, I dealt with, um, I forgot the name of the label, but, you know, he signed to a major. So and just building relationships, you know what I mean? He's been spending time building relationships with these different labels. So when they're looking for videographers, I'd be the first person to call. Something that I didn't put on my website, um, I've had opportunities to do stuff with two chains, had opportunities to do things with T.I., for example. The songs just weren't, i just not going to do a strip club video. You know what I mean? If T.I. is about to get arrested and he's about to, you know, not T.I. get anybody to get arrested, he starts preaching. Now he starts talking about the Bible. I would not mind doing a song like that for a visual, for T.I. So I'm open to it, but it just got to be on my terms. 
I'm just so tired of us as believers compromising our stance to appease them. So I'm like, nah, appease, you know what I mean? I want you to appease me. And the opportunities that I got from them, you know what I mean? I was appreciative of it. I didn't want to be disrespectful. I didn't be like, oh, you're going to hell. I didn't say any that kind of stuff. I appreciate it, but I had to let them know my stance as a believer, I just can't do this. You know what I mean? I said, it's no different than a Muslim who doesn't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? We respect that guy. Well, I'm as a man and guy, as a believer. And I respect that. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully they may give me a call back one day. They do, great. They don't, great. I'm indifferent. God, what God has for me, ain't nobody going to be able to take away. So that's why I don't be getting all, oh, I got to take this opportunity. If, I know when God gives me opportunity, it's not going to be calling me to compromise what I believe. That's how I'm able to supplement their budgets. So the indie artists, um, none of, they're, they're working nine to five jobs. So when they pull their money to do a video, they're taking away from the family. They're taking away from their spending money, vacation money. And that's where it's going to in the belief that this is going to make them successful. So doing these other jobs definitely makes me able to do that. King without a crown, a king without a crown, king without a crown, a king without a crown, king without a crown, a king without a crown, king without a crown, a king without a crown. Ride around with the top laid back, let it not go on back, and I love my city. My city. Got a heart like Pac for the block, but your boy big and black like Biggie. Like Biggie. Got the dope boys with me. Got the dope boys with me. So the popo see me. See me. And they gotta pull me over, cause they think I'm riding around with the fofo with me. I don't do it for the glory. I don't do it for the glory. Boy, I do it for the king. And I don't bang for the hood. But I do it for the streets. I do it. And I do it for my mama. I do it. All the nights she sleep. And I do it for my kids. Cause my kids gotta eat. Granny in the kitchen, granny in the kitchen, whipping them turn ups, turn ups. She told me God got me, got me. I told her I turn up, turn up. Over beats I turn up, turn up. In the streets I turn up, turn up. Matter of fact, I'ma change my name from the one you can call me turn up. Whatever you thinking, that you believing I am, I'm not, I'm not. Unless you thinking, that you believing I am, I'm high, I'm high. Set this world on fire, fire. You can feel the heat. You die for that crown. I think I would say the, the biggest struggle is just keeping things fresh. You know what I mean? How many times I'm going to shoot in the hood or in a trap house? You know what I mean? It's like I got to do some things to mix it up a little bit. And I got my phases that I go through. So, I mean, for the, when I first started, it was really about the art of storytelling. How can I tell a great story? And then from there, after that, I, I, everybody started doing story videos. Everybody was doing a video with somebody cutting themselves and somebody crying. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. So then I know there was a lack of just great visuals where I can watch a secular video. And, you know, secular videos are very flashy, you know? So I said, well, I want to do flashy videos. You know, so I went through a season of doing that. Then I went back to doing storytelling with flashiness. Now I think where I'm at right now, I'm just doing, I think for visuals, I'm just trying to do a good mix of storytelling as well as flashiness, but then also just trying to do things a little bit more different. That's a little bit outside of my comfort zone as a director. And I think that's kind of where I'm at. I think, there, I think for me, I think where that would be is doing different filming techniques. I have my style of shooting that I love to shoot. I like to shoot handheld, kind of shaky, but now I'm like, okay, let me start incorporating dolly shots. Let me start incorporating drone shots into my visuals. Instead of shooting it in an area like Atlanta or Florida, so I'm in Atlanta now, or going back to Jasper, Florida, shooting a video, let's go and shoot this in a place I've never been to before. 
So those are some of the things I'm trying to do now more so than ever. And then the other thing I'm trying to do too, I think, is just getting some of these artists outside of the comfort zone. Will has found much success as a cinematographer in the CHH world. He has built many relationships with established artists as well as the newer ones. He believes it is important for established artists to come alongside the newer artists and help build them up and give them direction. He's doing just that as female MC and indie artist Erica Mason's manager. So, there's another title we can add to his name. Will Thomas, director, editor, cinematographer, manager. listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.